0: I want to welcome everyone here tonight on this Memorial of All Souls Day. Each year we pray for the faithful departed in a special way, that their souls may be cleansed, purified, and healed, so that they may be enveloped by the glory of heaven. Tonight we also lift up in prayer those who have died in the past 12 months. We speak their names And we ask God to hear us on their behalf. We believe that our prayers for our brothers and sisters are effective. And that God delights in our mutual sharing of love through the veil of eternity. Many of you here are among those who have suffered the loss of a loved one recently. As a church, we also pray for you tonight especially. The wound of grief cuts us deeply, and it can flare up unpredictably at any moment. We pray that the word of God may give you comfort tonight, so that if you do grieve, you do not grieve without hope. St. Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, If we believe that Jesus died and rose, so too will God, through Jesus, bring with him those who have fallen asleep. May Jesus resurrect our friends and family who have fallen asleep. Let us trust tonight in the love of Jesus, whose love for us is so strong that it conquered death, rose victorious on Easter, and promises to resurrect us on the last day. The gospel proclaimed tonight is taken from the final three verses of the Last Supper discourse in John. Many of us, I'm sure, can repeat John 3.16 from memory, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. But I would suggest that we should also consider memorizing John 17, 24, 25, and 26. The words we just heard. Because these words of Jesus tell us so much about how God wants to love us and wants to give us life. As we ponder these three short verses tonight, we pray to receive hope and strength with where we are. We want to let the word of God, especially the words of Jesus, give us total confidence when we're confronted by death whether that's the death of a loved one, death of someone special to us, or whether we're confronted with our own death that will come one day. So with that in mind, let's enter into these precious words of our Savior. They begin in the warm glow of lamplight, seated at table in the upper room. Jesus is speaking to his disciples on the night before he gives his life. He has spoken to them about his impending sacrifice, his friendship, his love for them, his warnings about the world's hate for them, his sending of the Holy Spirit upon them, and his appeal for them to believe in him. Now he raises his eyes to heaven and prays to the Father on their behalf and lets them hear his prayer. And he concludes by praying, Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am, they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I In them. The first thing we see is that Jesus calls us gifts. He says that we, his disciples, are gifts from God the Father to him. We often talk about giving gifts or receiving gifts, but here it's a matter of being a gift. This is something very profound and very mysterious, to live and exist as a gift shared between others. A newborn child has the character of being a gift shared between mother and father, or the parents and an older sibling, a gift shared between them, even handed to one another. We also speak of the Holy Spirit as the gift of God, who as the third person of the Holy Trinity exists as love, gift, and a mutual embrace. He is the gift who is mutually given and received by the Father and the Son. The Spirit's own delight is in permitting others to share him and bestow him as a gift upon whomever they will. If we are gifts of the Father shared with his son then think about how glorious that exchange is we are given by the father to Jesus we are returned by Jesus to the father as gifts gifts that Jesus redeems protects beautifies gifts that Jesus calls precious So brothers and sisters when death comes close let us be confident in God because we are gifts shared between the Father and the Son. We are precious in their sight. Next Jesus prays I wish that where I am they also may be with me. Jesus is expressing his desire that he wants to be with us forever. He must first pass through his crucifixion to his resurrection and ascension, but then he will be in heaven with the Father, his human nature overflowing with the Father's glory. This is where Jesus wants to bring all of us. One of the best things about friendship is spending time together. It doesn't matter particularly what friends do as long as it's in the company of the other. In these words, Jesus is revealing how much he wants to spend time with you, how much he likes your company, how much he wants to bring you to heaven where you will see not just this or that amazing thing, but the glory and love the Son possesses from the foundation of the world. Jesus is telling us that he wants us to accompany him to where he's going. The heavenly existence where love has no limit. So brothers and sisters, when death comes close, let us be confident in God because Jesus desires us to be with him where he is. Where Jesus is, the infinitude of divine love is an ocean with no bottom, an adventure with immeasurable horizons, a warm and satisfying embrace which never ends. Finally, Jesus prays that he himself would be in each of us, I made known to them your name, and I will make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. People in love describe themselves as as having the other person in their hearts, in their thoughts, their affections, their souls. And when someone passes from this world, we who have loved them will say, I will always hold you in my heart. I always hold them in my heart. There's a deep truth to this. Authentic love, the more it is purified, nurtured, and anointed by grace, tends to take the form of spiritual indwelling. However, even the strongest of human love can never perfectly and ultimately fill the heart of another, besides the fading of our memory and the the waning of our attention and All the earthly frailty we know too well, even beyond all that, every human heart is a fathomless abyss of mystery. There is always more to know, and yet seemingly more and more is hidden. Because we are creatures, we are finite, and yet our hearts long for the infinite. No matter how intense was the love we shared with another human person on earth, no two human hearts can ever perfectly fulfill each other. Because we are mysteries. We are abysses. Because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Only God can plumb the depths of our being. Only God can satisfy Only God, the tremendous lover, can be in us so completely that we are filled to the brim, completely and perfectly happy. When Jesus prays that his Father's love and he himself would be in each of us, he's promising that we will be satisfied. He is enough and he is more than enough. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. In heaven, God will be all in all. We should understand that the joy of heaven does not consist in bypassing the love of creatures or moving beyond their limitations, much less severing earthly bonds. Rather, the joy of heaven consists in God being all in all and for all. Not only will we see God face to face, but we will also bask in his divine glory flowing from each and every created being. In the resurrection, our very bodies will be luminous with glory. Then each of us, in loving God, will also love each and every one of our brothers and sisters simultaneously. And each of us, in loving one another, will also be loving God at one in the same moment because Jesus prayed to be in each of us we will become lover beloved and gift of love rejoicing and dancing in life world without end so brothers and sisters when death comes close Let us be confident in God because Jesus prayed to be in us. With Jesus in us, our thirst to be known and loved is answered. Nothing lacks and all is filled to overflowing. Life eternal waits for us. These are great promises of love from our Lord. And at times like this, sometimes all we can do is simply to adore in silent wonder. Let us spend this next moment to believe the words of our Lord and to adore the Lord deep within us. And then let us offer this Eucharist the perpetual memorial wherein we become lover, beloved, and gift in God, world without end.